Over forty years ago, you created the isolation tank. And what was the the impetus for that creation, and where has it led you in terms of understanding the farthest reaches of the mind? Well, that's a global question, isn't it? Um, through LSD in the tank and ketamine in the tank and meditation in the tank, uh, I started in 1954 on Invented. And for 10 years, I didn't take anything. I just stayed in the tank without it for several hours a day. Then finally, I took it in the tank. And the third trip, I took the first two trips with a guide, Constance Torres, Ivan Torres' wife. Uh, we'd been lovers before, and she introduced me to LSD. So <clears throat> I then went to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands, and in a tank over at the Dolphin Pool, I took my first trip alone. And I got terror-stricken, panicked, and I hallucinated a memo from the National Institute of Mental Health where I've been working that said, never take LSD alone. One of the researchers took it alone and his tape recorder ate him. <laughs> so, anyway, that terror turned out to be rocket fuel and I was able to take off and go farther and faster uh, in the universe with really superior minds. And when I came back, squeezed into this body, uh, I cried. And I wanted to stay there. I didn't want to come back. Well, then I took 60 more trips in the tank when LSD was legal. And uh, that opened up everything. And I wouldn't recognize the man that started that at all. I was so changed. I didn't know whether it was me or there had been several walk-ins in the meantime taking over the body. So that all I can say is that the tank plus LSD so changed me that, and the whole universe opened up that it was a very profound experience, set of experiences. And I can barely talk about it because it's way beyond words. But your original impetus for having created <coughs> the tank was for, within scientific parameters, it was to... To do what? Well, in psychoanalysis, I learned that, uh, as my analyst said, when you finish your analysis, uh, you won't need me anymore because you'll have an analyst in your own mind. And that was right. And so, <clears throat> that analyst in my own mind is what lived the tank so that I could freely uh, see myself operating without the intervention of anything else, any other consensus reality. Of course, that led to understanding that there were controls from far beyond human involved in my mind. So the man who began the experimentations within the tank, how would you describe him? Well, I saw a motion picture that ABC television took a ring before that, and I didn't recognize him. He had the short haircut and he was stiff and very abrupt and natural scientist to the core, just a stranger. And how would you describe the man sitting before me today? 
77-year-old Dr. John Lilly, who has gone to the, to the heights and depths of the galaxies. Well, he's fallen in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Long ago, Echo said, no, we won't let you go out in the universe anymore. You have to get back to Earth and learn what it is to be a human. Well, that's what I'm learning. Do you find that, having gone through being a very prominent scientist, the the leader of the the dolphin communication movement, I mean, you have done most of the, the work that you have involved yourself in has been uh, the very first of its kind in all levels. And now, coming back and, and seeing how you have uh, done unprecedented work, how difficult it is for you to just be a human being. How hard is it to just communicate with people on a level that does not involve um, any scientific knowledge or any kind of, what am I trying to say here, any kind of uh, information as such, but just pure emotion, compassion, understanding. How difficult is that for you? Well, it's not all difficult. There's no difficulty with it at all. Because the right people show up at the right time. And I can communicate them with that to do with both of you. All three of you. But you... You seek me out. I don't seek you out. Hmm. But do you think that... Uh, you said that Echo... Well, we're, we're kind of jumping ahead here. I haven't quite wanted to get into that yet, but Echo says that you're not able to travel into the, the galaxy anymore. You have to confine yourself to the earth and to this body because you have to learn what it is to be human. So why do you think at this stage of your life this is the most important thing for you to understand? Well, because I didn't understand it before. Being human is uh, something that I hadn't mastered. And practically everybody I know that's uh, intelligent at all is way beyond me in the human realm. I don't understand money, I don't understand economics, I don't understand politics, I don't understand war, I don't understand love, and so on. But I'm just a simple idiot when it comes to being human. So I'm asking for teaching from humans. And what do you think that you're learning now? What, what has been, besides understanding of politics and war, I mean, what is the basic component of being human that you understand, that you need to learn more about? Well, when I came back from all this, I understood that uh, the only real minds that are available every day are human minds and I worked on interspecies communication uh, between dolphins and humans but the main interspecies communication I'm most interested in is between female humans and male humans. You're very uh, different and I don't know exactly how how you're different. A female is another universe entirely another species.
Is this something that you've just begun to understand, or over the last 50, 60 years, you've always felt that there was a, a great separation between the male and female species? Well, I was married <coughs> three times, and I had three natural children, but uh, that was all unconscious. Now I'd like to produce offspring and make it conscious, and hold a baby and watch a baby grow up until I don't understand how I grew up. What do you understand about <clears throat> your own development, your own evolution, as a male here on this planet? What is it that, that you hold to be the, the most momentous achievements? And, and how would you like to maybe change things in your life now that you, you've gotten... Well, first of all, learn how to love and be loved and accept this and go on with it. It's a whole universe experience that I hope I can have. So I'm looking for a wife, and Roberta Christ is one of the candidates. She's living in my house in Maui, and when I get back, we'll you know, continue our relationship and, as we teach one another about this. As you are teaching me. <laughs> okay, if we could get back to a more programmatic interview. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've mentioned before that you'd like to see experiments done by comparing alternate realities to external vis visual stimulus. What could these experiments achieve, and how would you go about doing them? Well, I think I've already done them. Uh, I made the distinction many years ago with LSD that what one visualizes and experiences in alternate realities uh, leads to a very deep problem. Is this all taking place in my brain, or is it... Uh, uh, taking place out of my body when my mind leaves the brain, or is it that my mind and brain and the tank are being programmed by intelligences outside me, uh, programming these experiences in other realities? And what have you discovered? What have you determined for... Well, I don't know. I still have to have more experience in the human reality before I know. Do you go out of your body? Yes. <laughs> do you believe that, it's, uh, that you really do, or that it's happening in your big brain? Can we talk about that after? <laughs> well, I'm trying to learn. If alternative realities and higher states of consciousness are the only ways to escape our brain's destructive programming, isn't there any way that we can take control over that destructive programming and begin to, to lead our lives in a much more productive, interesting, more expansive way? Well, if you believe in Echo <clears throat> and you cooperate with Echo, yes, then you are expanding. Can you define for our listeners Echo and why we should believe 
in this entity? Well, it's a very convenient uh, sort of way to happen. Echo is the Earth Coincidence Control Office, and every instant of every day we have what I call alternative. We have thousands of alternate programs into the future. And if we pay close attention to that uh, and watch how we choose the alternate that we are going to do next, then we can see that we can't make all those choices. We can make it, say, for today and tomorrow, but we can't make it for the next year. And Echo does that. So that our freedom is, Echo says, you're expected to use your best intelligence in our service. If you do this, and then you'll try to find out through your control of uh, short-term coincidences, you'll try to find out how we control the long-term ones. And when you figure this out, you won't any longer have to stay on Earth and you won't have to return there. But if you don't believe in Echo or you haven't been exposed to this entity, then how are we supposed to begin to eliminate these negative programming effects upon our own selves? Does this come through conversation? Does this come through reading? How do we begin to tap into this echo source or something very similar? Well, let me say it the way I've said it in the of the cyclone. <clears throat> in the province of the mind, what you believe to be true either is true or becomes true within certain limits. These limits are to be found experientially and experimentally. When so found, these are beliefs, further beliefs to be transcended. In the province of the mind, there, is, there are no limits. However, the body imposes beliefs, uh, imposes limits which one cannot transcend. Does that answer your question? If we cannot transcend those limitations, then how do you view our present state of evolution and how it, and the future state of our evolution? Well, it looks to me as though consensus reality has made one hell of a lot of progress over the last 50 years. And slowly but surely war is being eliminated, terrorist activities being eliminated, and the crazy beliefs that terrorists and war makers have are being softened. And I think that within the next 50 years, we'll eliminate uh, military and political beliefs in which will not lead to nations fighting with one another. So the Jews and the Arabs and uh, the Irish and the British uh, uh, battles will no longer be traditional and hence will die out and other beliefs will take their place. A more uh, global Gaia type of belief so that the human race will become one mind and everybody agreeing with everybody else in certain basic tenets. Have you seen this to be the future reality? Well, I've seen this developing over the last 50 years. There's... Echo has not opened a future door for you to peer into to see what's on the other side of this century? I'm not a prophet. Okay. Um, you have worked with 
interspecies communication with dolphins and most people have um well, I wonder personally why why have you chosen dolphins? Was was your work with dolphins an extension of your work in the isolation tank? You you began to feel that the state of consciousness that the the dolphins, the whales, uh, had lived in for millions of years was similar to what you were experiencing in the isolation tank. Well, <clears throat> I did my LSD. Uh, sessions in a tank above a dolphin pool for uh, two years and I slowly but surely began to realize that maybe the dolphins were programming my experiences. Uh, if that is true, then uh, we slowly but surely will integrate with the cetaceans and become one mind on the planet. See that cetaceans are extraterrestrials, they live in the ocean, they don't live on the land. And one time, the last time I took LSD legally was in the international waters off the British Virgin Islands, in which I had an experience with a, a right whale and her baby, in which she zapped me. Uh, and the amount of information that was, took, took place in 20 minutes from her to me was so huge that I couldn't remember it. But I remember what my analyst said, if it's important, it will come up again. So stored, as it were, in my brain somewhere, was a lot of information about cetaceans. Well, that led to uh, trying to live with them and trying to communicate with them on a, on a physical level. But <clears throat> slowly but surely, I and many other people have realized that there's mental telepathy in the exchanges of dolphins. And the one with whales is uh, overwhelming. The minds are so huge that uh, it's very difficult. Is this the basis for your belief that that the humans will also begin to learn how to communicate on this level of telepathy by working by having worked with the dolphins and experienced this on Well they get more conscious of it. Actually it's taking place all the time. Human tele telepathic communication is taking yes, place. Yes, between humans and between humans and dolphins and between dolphins and dolphins. And how do you know that that this is happening between humans. I mean, do you feel that this is happening in this room right now, between us? Is there some of sort of undercurrent that's... Yes, we wouldn't be here if it weren't. And how would you describe that? I just did. <laughs> You've been working within a region referred to as hyperspace, being able to move from one universe to another while maintaining your present human structure, size, etc., how does how does this work for us? And do you think this is the future in in which we will be we will be traveling? Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. There will be greater love exchange between humans, between humans and cetaceans. Uh, there will be closer relationships developed. And in spite of the fact the ocean to us is very alien to be underwater. Uh, slowly but surely we learn to swim in the ocean and swim with the dolphins and touch them and be close to them. So, and they're inviting us in. And that's how you would describe hyperspace? By... Well, hyperspace is a quantum mechanical concept 
And if you think of Bell's theorem, <coughs> Bell's theorem states that every electron in the universe knows where every other electron is instantaneously. And there's no speed of light limitation on this. So apparently this is happening, and this is what echo really is. It's a, a series of uh, processes in which these instantaneous communications are taking place throughout the universe. So that the evolution here on this planet is being paralleled throughout our galaxy. And do you still find yourself being able to move in and out of hyperspace with, do you need conscious attention or does this just happen to you unconsciously? With well, it's happening all the time and I no longer have to pay much attention to it. It's just it's taking place all it's continuously. So I don't have to take any trips anymore. It just is. Much of your research into alternity has been expedited by the use of chemical substances. How do you compare the use of chemical substances with meditational techniques? Well, you can't separate them. Uh, before you take uh, LSD or ketamine, you should have training in uh, control and self-programming, self-metaprogramming, uh, so that when you take them, you make full use of them rather than just having it be a recreational thing. So that uh, <clears throat> once one had done this and realized that unconsciously this is all taking place simultaneously anyway, then you no longer need the substances. Now, some people probably can do this, say, in the Zen Buddhist tradition, without substances. But I want to quote Patanjali, 400 B.C., and his uh, sutras, the 193 sutras. Now, if you look at Book 4, Sutra 1, he said, uh, Psychic powers are arrived at through birth, through uh, uh, disciplines, uh, through uh, mantrams, <coughs> through samadhi. Now, if you don't translate that, oh, and he said also through uh, <coughs> a Saudi, which is light-containing herbs. So at 400 B.C., Already this was known. <clears throat> now the yoga people deny that uh, one can take light-containing herbs and get anywhere, but the, the major creator of Kana Yoga said you can do it that way. But however, he also says, as you go further into the book, uh, once you've attained the psychic powers, you must abandon them. And in order to join God, do yoga in other words, you must do it totally by meditation. And so, within the last few years, you have recognized this as the path that you would like to follow, or this is something that you've understood, but the, the lure of drugs and the, the immediate expansiveness that is given to one through the use of drugs, has, has it played a more important role for you in your life? I don't know. I have no way of knowing, because I did it. But there are people I know of that haven't used drugs but have gotten the same 
universal point of view. Okay, and the the last question is, with your background as a medical doctor and your explorations into alternative, what have you understood as the true nature of healing? Well, I think healing is just revelation of one's own processes and those programs which aren't working, one gets rid of during the healing process. So if you assume that you know everything, then you'll be sick. But if you assume you don't know anything and work on it and destroy beliefs which lead to illness, then the healing takes place automatically. Echo will help with this. Echo is the big therapist. But as they say, if you're a therapist, you have to treat other people until you're well yourself. And do you think at the age of 77, you're now able to call yourself a true doctor? Can you treat people now? No. I uh, was a therapist for years, but uh, I think I got healed enough so I no longer have to be a therapist. <laughs>